Hello and welcome to the Master of Demon Gorge podcast. Today we're talking about the thousand character essay. Before we begin, another word of shameless self-promotion. My book, From the Wall to the Water, is now available for purchase on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And wherever else you order books, it is a history-oriented travel log recounting my 2015 trip from China to Europe via the places in between. So please go to your preferred website and search for "From the Wall to the Water." Thank you for your support. All right. 天地玄黄，宇宙洪荒，日月银色，尘俗列章。寒来暑往，秋收冬藏。任鱼成碎，绿缕调扬。These, dear listeners, are the first thirty-two characters of the 千字文 or thousand-character essay. Although actually, I probably shouldn't even say essay. The word essay today suggests general prose, though it was invented as a literary form fairly recently by the likes of Montaigne and Sir Francis Bacon. The English and/or French word essay itself really means to try, to attempt. The Chinese word "wen" today means a piece of writing or even just language generally. But at the time when this thing was composed, "wen" referred only to writings that rhymed. And what's special about it? The reason it's called the thousand-character essay is that, well, yes, it is one thousand Chinese characters long. But more to the point, none of the characters ever repeats. So it's not only one thousand characters, but one thousand distinct characters, arranged in such an order as not only to rhyme, but to make good sense as a piece of writing. At the time when it was composed, when was that? You ask. Well, in our episode on the year 536, we talked about how China at the time was fragmented into a series of short-lived kingdoms, collectively called the North and South Dynasties. The thousand-character essay was written during this time, in the early sixth century A.D. in the Southern Kingdom of Liang, specifically. A man named Zhou Xingsi is said to have composed it. Zhou Xingsi lived from 469 to 521 A.D. during the reign of the Wudi Emperor of the Liang, the founder of the Liang regime, and with a 48-year reign, the longest ruling monarch of the North and South dynasties. And Zhou Xingsi impressed. 
D with his talent and won the monarch's favor so that he rose to high positions in the Liang bureaucracy. But apparently he was also quite sickly and died of an illness in 521. But who composed it isn't the full story of the composition of the thousand-character essay. We've already met two of the key figures in this story, Zhou Xingsi and Emperor Wu Di. The third person in the story is actually more famous than the both of them. Wang Xizhi lived earlier during this period of division and chaos in Chinese history, in the 4th century, from 303 to 361 AD. And he remains today a household name among the Chinese, as one of the greatest calligraphers who has ever lived. In fact, even today, Wang Xizhi's calligraphy remains a standard model of emulation for students learning the art, even schoolchildren. You have to try to understand what this means, so alien as it is to the modern Western world. For some 17 centuries, people have taken the exact images of how one man, Wang Xizhi, wrote out specific characters and tried their best to replicate the precise ways in which he did that. They would do this by copying out the characters over and over again while staring at Wang Xizhi's calligraphy laid out in front of them. People emulate other great calligraphers as well, sure, but Wang Xizhi remains certainly one of the top objects, one of the top models for emulation. A modern Western equivalent, if you can imagine it, of this kind of thing would be if American schoolchildren took up quills and wrote out over and over, for example, we hold these truths to be self-evident, trying to form every curlicue and every serif exactly as Thomas Jefferson had done it in 1776. Anyway, so the point is, even by the 6th century, the practice of trying to emulate Wang Xizhi's penmanship was already well established. So there was an interest in non-repeating compositions. Such a piece of writing served the educational purpose of allowing the student copying it out to practice as many distinct characters as possible while also studying the content of the essay. In fact, there was sufficient interest in non-repeating writings that Wang Xizhi himself once tried to compose a thousand-character essay. Unfortunately, the result was less than great, content-wise. The essay didn't make a whole lot of sense. So it was that in the 6th century, in the southern Liang Kingdom, centered on today's city of Nanjing, Emperor Wu Di took a thousand characters that Wang Xizhi had written out and handed them to his courtier 
Zhou Xingsi, and charged him with rearranging the thousand characters into a piece of writing that made sense and rhymed. In other words, it was like an enormous exercise with fridge magnets. Imagine that: take a thousand random and distinct words and string them together in such a way as to form a coherent and rhyming piece of writing. Tradition says that, inspired by whatever gods may be, Zhou Xingsi managed the feat in one night. But it took so much effort that by the morning, his previously dark hair had turned snow white. And yes, the essay makes sense. It begins by discussing the formation of the universe of heaven and earth, the sun and the moon and the stars. Then it talks about climate and geography and the nature of the earth. There's a discussion about ancient Chinese history, once the story moves to the formation of human societies, followed by thoughts on politics and its moral foundations. Finally, it sings the praises of the beauty of the Chinese landscape, from the borderlands to the pastoral world of the peasant farmers. So yeah, it makes sense and it rhymes. Better still, it makes. Numerous allusions to earlier classical texts, from the I Ching or the Book of Changes, to the works of Confucius and Mencius, to other philosophical texts we've discussed before on this podcast, like Zhuangzi and the Huainanzi, written in the Han Dynasty, to the historical records of Sima Qian, the Grand Historian, and. As its original purpose was education, so the thousand-character essay has been passed down the centuries as a foundational text for schoolchildren to study, to learn the Chinese language. The great twentieth-century scholar Hu Shi said that he started studying the thousand-character essay when he was five years old. At some point. Exactly when is impossible to know now. The text was transmitted into the Korean Peninsula. There, it also served an educational purpose, as the foundational text for learning Chinese characters. The Korean language would not have its own system of writing until King Sejong the Great invented Hangul, the Korean alphabet we know today, in the fifteenth century. But even today, to be fluent in Korean requires some knowledge of Chinese characters. And at some point, although again it's impossible to be certain as to when, the thousand-character essay passed from Korea into Japan. All right, so that's more or less the story of the thousand-character essay. Although, I'll just add one tidbit. That, in my way of thinking, at least, argues in favor of the traditional form of Chinese used in Taiwan and Hong Kong, rather than the simplified Chinese now 
in use in the People's Republic of China. Through the process of simplification, the Chinese language, as written in the PRC today, collapses a number of distinct characters into the same ones. Put another way, they have abandoned some more complicated characters in favor of simpler ones that sound similar, but traditionally, etymologically, carried different meanings. For example, the character Ho means behind, while another character also pronounced Ho means queen, as in the Queen of England. Because the character for queen is simpler to write than the character for behind, in today's simplified Chinese in use in the PRC, you write queen when you mean behind. So instead of saying, I was standing behind this person in line, you effectively say, I was standing queen this person in line. You just can't tell the difference orally because the pronunciation is the same. What this means for the thousand character essay is that when written out in the simplified fashion, it no longer has 1,000 distinct characters. Need I say more? This has been MODG. Thank you for listening.